and welcome to the Inner Sanctuary podcast. It's a new year and we've got a bit of a new format and a new co-host. Hello, Owen Griffiths. Hello, thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here and thank you for putting out all these lights to try and make me look good. Well, quite right, yes. And if you are listening on a smart speaker, then you are missing out on a very ethereal glow that is going on here. You can find us on YouTube. It's a thankless task to try and make me look good. But there we go. You've tried. Well, I think it's given us a a rather sort of youthful who. (laughs) Isn't it? Maybe maybe it's given you that, but yeah. Okay. I'll take all the help (laughs) I can get, to be honest. Um, First things first, Owen, I wanted to ask you, um, why did you agree to do a podcast with me? Because you're really intimidating. <laughs> That's why I've got an issue with women in authority and I have just have to do what they tell me to do. Oh, well, there's a podcast series right there. <laughs> That's right. I think it's a psychotherapy podcast we need to do at some point. I think when we started doing this podcast, um, one of the things that was like really, really important was that the inner sanctuary was kind of that, like in a really genuine way, that it was a place that we could talk and discuss ideas, mm-hmm. questions, um, things that happen in our lives um, in a way that doesn't propose to provide any sort of like strict answers or resolutions to those things, but almost just acknowledges that they are, and yeah. they exist. And I think, you know, obviously at the minute in the world, there's a lot of things going on and there's a lot of people asking questions. And I think we all have questions until the day that we leave this mortal coil. And I think that asking questions is far more interesting than answering them most of the time. Yeah, I would agree with that, actually. And, you know, I think when you introduce ideas of faith, um, things can become more clear sometimes and other times can become a lot more muddy. So I think I say this just to give kind of a caveat that if you're tuning in thinking that we're going to give like some really succinct, fantastic answers to life's big questions, that's probably not going to happen. Is that fair to say? I, I think that. I think that. I think that's fair to say that I mean, this isn't the climax of all of human history and thought. That's not what you're going to get here. No. <clears throat> but I think at the same time, there's something to be said for sharing something of your own personal stories and your Mm. understanding of faith as it's worked itself out in the things that have happened in your own life um, and in the lives of those around you. Um, So that's kind of where we've decided to start, isn't it? Talking about faith broadly. Yeah, yeah. Big subject. Big subject to fit into a small space of time as well. So Yeah. And we're going to try and keep to like 15 minutes per episode um, just to keep us kind of in a momentum so we're not just like rambling about nothing um and also hopefully that if you're driving to work or you're doing whatever you're doing with your day that this can kind of be something that accompanies you on that that's easy to listen to we don't want to be like really heavy or bog you down we want this to be a bright spot and a place that you can come and um be a little bit challenged um encouraged Hmm. and um and also we are on social media uh, so if there are questions that you have or thoughts that you have about what we're talking about, then definitely send those through to us. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because yeah, we want it to be a to conversation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to open up a conversation rather than close one down by giving all the answers. So any questions, any thoughts, any answers that people might think that they have to the questions we're discussing, we'd love to see them. Yeah. 
So I am going to ask you a question then to sort of kick all of this off. Here we go. Okay. And I haven't told you this in advance, I don't think. So my question is this. Does having faith in something or someone really matter? Okay. I have no idea. No, I didn't expect it. Um, okay, that's not very helpful. Um, does does having faith... Well, yeah, faith... Let's take that back a bit then. What do we mean when we talk about faith? I mean, I think that's where we need to start when we're looking at that question. What is faith? And I guess you'll, you'll, you'll get lots of different answers for that. And I myself have been on a bit of a journey in thinking about the nature of faith and what it is. Um, and it is many things. So even in giving this answer now, I'm not going to be pinning it down to exactly what I think it is. But for the sake of our, uh, of this chat, I think the faith needs to be thought of what I've come to think of it anyway, uh, myself, as uh, a, a relationship. Yeah. So it's not a set of beliefs in God or in Jesus or in, uh, in anybody else, but rather it's a relationship with someone. That's faith. And, and as with all relationships, it takes up the whole of who you are. Yeah. You know, so um, I don't relate to my wife only with my thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, what I believe about her, I relate to her in, in every way that I am. My, you know, my whole physicality and the whole emotions, everything. You know, my wife is present in my life in that way. And so in that sense, I think that that's a helpful starting place to think about where the faith is is, what was your question, essential, did you say, or needed, helpful? Does having faith in something matter? Does it matter? Yeah. Relationships matter, is where I go with that then. Um, we are creatures who exist because of relationships. We exist for relationships. We can't exist without relationships. And so if faith is to be seen, if it's helpful to think of faith as a relationship, then it stands to reason that faith matters because this is a relationship with God. That's a really interesting way of putting it because I think when I think about faith, I find it really difficult to even pin down what I'm talking about. It, yeah. it feels like a really abstract word, mm. um, it, you know, like, oh, it's something I can't see or you just kind of have to believe you know, that's having faith. Faith is believing in something yeah. you can't see. But the way you're talking about it is as if it is an entirely organic experience that's, that's physical as much as it is yeah. mental Definitely. Or, or spiritual, or if you Definitely. want to put it like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really helpful. I mean, each of us, we relate to others in different ways, you know. Um, you know, if you think of your feeling, thinking and doing, for some of us, thinking is more important in our relating with others than anything else. Others, feeling, how we feel. For others, it's how we do or what we do, rather. And so if we, you know, it's helpful for me anyway to think about faith as a relationship because then it opens up all of those three things. And it means that your experience of faith can also be different from mine because perhaps... You are more a thinking person than I am. So, you know, what you think about God is far more important than than perhaps what you feel. Maybe I'm more of a, I relate to the world through doing more or relate in, in, to other people through doing for them. And so faith for me perhaps would be more about doing. And so it means then that faith is never one thing that has to be imposed on everybody. It can be seen as, you know, we can tolerate different experiences of faith. 
I love that because I think one of the things that I found really challenging is this idea of kind of like pursuing God again mm. in that very like abstract way of like I'm chasing after something spiritual and I, I don't know what that is, yeah. but I want it to feel a certain way. Mm. And sometimes it doesn't feel like anything. But what you're saying is that, correct me if I'm wrong, is that different ways of understanding faith, experiencing faith are, are all valid. Yeah, I think, I th yes. I mean, part of the reason I've come to that conclusion is I started out, I mean, I, I've been a, a minister for over 20 years and I started out by thinking it was my responsibility to get everybody to think exactly what I thought mm. about God and just seeing through experience, not only how futile that is, how pointless it is, but also how damaging it is because that's not how everybody relates to others. You know, they don't relate as I relate. Um, and so, yeah, I think that I think that's really helpful. Really, that's where at least where I've come to anyway. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I obviously have far less experience than you do in that, but I I think one of the things that has become really precious to me um, in my life, and as I've got to know lots of different types of people, is how multi-dimensional it makes the whole idea of God. Mm. Because I think we often want to create our idea of God in our own image. Yeah. It, it looks like my experiences, my feelings. Yeah. And you're almost then limiting this limitless entity or however you want to put it yeah. into being this tiny little oh, Welsh girl from the valleys yeah. who exists in this place in this time. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know why we do that, but I think it's, I, it, it's yeah. something you have to almost fight against not doing. I so want to do it. Yeah. I so want to say this is who God is yeah. and everybody has to agree with me. But in, in saying that, as you say, God becomes so much smaller mm. um, because he fits into my pocket. Um, probably doesn't fit into everybody else's, but I'm safe with that. It makes me feel comfortable, makes me feel happy and safe. And so that's what I, I have that urge, which as you rightly point out here, we try to resist. Yeah. yeah. So would you say then that whether you're someone who comes with kind of a really like cerebral way of understanding the world, like you're, you're very much about thought and logic mm. and pragmatism and science and all of those things, is there a place for those minds in this idea of faith? Oh, you know, I, I absolutely. I mean, I, I, if anything, I think that's perhaps where I am. You know, I, that, that's not to say that I have I have a, a big mind or anything like that, but I do kind of, I, I like facts yeah. and I like, I mean, I went into science, you know, when I was in school, I enjoyed science, that's, that's where I am. And sometimes, you know, um, very feelings-based Christianity isn't where I am. And yet very often in church, that's a lot of what you get. A lot of the, the music and stuff is for feelings, which is absolutely fine, absolutely fine. But sometimes it would be good as well to have more people who were more kind of cerebral, more science-based as well, just to give a bit of a balance, I think, sometimes into church life. So not just... Is it for them? Yeah, absolutely it's for them. But actually, you know, I really, really want more of that in church myself. I mean, that almost feels like it would be quite surprising for people to hear that. Like, right. I, I, I'm somebody who is part of a church community. I almost can't even imagine in my own mind how that would work. That, that I think 
and again, this is just me and my sort of personal experiences. Yeah. Science and logic feels really outside of faith in the way that I think we traditionally understand it. Again, going back to this whole idea of you just having faith in something that you can't see just because it is. Yeah. And science being like, well, there is a, a right and a wrong, not all the time, but often there is a right way and a wrong way. And mm. so you don't feel that those things are mutually exclusive. You think that they can coexist or can they thrive together? I, th in, in my understanding of faith, uh, they can't be kept apart mm. and the one must always inform the other. Um, there's an ongoing conversation between science and faith that needs to be allowed to carry on. And, and science changes faith and faith changes science. Is that kind of to and fro in, as with any conversation? And, and I think that that is massively important, I think as we understand, you know, try to figure out what it means to be people of faith in the 21st century, which is so much the product of the amazing science that's been done for the past 200, 300 years. I think it's really encouraging, like listening to you speak like that, because I think often the way that we can approach faith is that it's something that becomes activated when there's a moment of need. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. like something really terrible has happened and I need to turn to something. Whereas actually what it sounds like you're saying is that whether you are on the end of the spectrum that is very much kind of relishing in science and, and you know, fact as we understand facts to be in this moment in time, it, faith and God can be just as impactful and relevant to your life as somebody who is in a moment of crisis. And it comes from that place of emotion, perhaps, yeah. or d desperation. Mm. It's the same yeah. God really interesting, that yeah. meets all those people. That that's, that's a huge God then, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I, I hope I'm not kind of taking this too far here, but I mean, for me, faith is about the everyday. Um, it isn't just about the extraordinary experiences, good or bad. Uh, it's about every single moment. It's about who I am. Um, and because of that, then it's about the ordinary and the mundane. And if that ordinary and the mundane for a person is in science or in the arts or whatever, then how can that not be shaped by, by faith? How can their experience of what they do not be shaped by faith? And how can their experience of what they do not shape their faith? There is that constant interaction um, between the everyday and my faith. It is, it, yeah, for me, I, it, was, it was a really important moment years and years and years ago when uh, I, I came to understand that for me, faith was very much grounded in the ordinary experiences day to day. Yeah. Excellent. We have come to the end of no, really? episode one. I know. Time flies when you're having fun, Owen. Oh, okay. <laughs> we should have an extra time or something. I know, we should. We should be like, uh, well, this is... I mean, Six everybody Nations would have switched minute, off, but we, we'd enjoy chatting we've more about it. We've had a thoroughly it. enjoyable experience. <laughs> so we're going to wrap episode one. Okay. And I think there is so much that was there that I'm looking forward to unpacking it further in episode two, where we'll think a little bit more about faith um, and maybe some of the more difficult sides of it when it produces conflict. Okay. So join us again for episode two on the Inner Sanctuary podcast.